Welcome to Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, follow him at Bob Rack on Twitter. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Apple Podcast is still down. Um, we don't know when it's going to be back up, but there are other ways for you to find Bo and myself yelling at each other. Uh, Odyssey app, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcast. Just find it somewhere else. Google Locked On Arizona Cardinals, and you'll find myriad ways to get the most up-to-date information about the Arizona Cardinals with our daily podcast. This episode is brought to you by Peacock and Williamson. These dudes are blown up. NFL analyst Brian Peacock, former NFL scout Matt Williamson, hosts Locked On's Peacock and Williamson Monday through Friday, every day. They give you national perspective about all things NFL, covering the latest news and insights on every game team and move. Uh, get your picks, previews, and much more every week weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Now, they are on Apple Podcasts still, so you can get them out on Apple Podcasts. So I didn't ask me anything yesterday. I was trying something out. Bo and I are going to start doing those more because I'm. we want to converse with people instead of just talking into a microphone and you know getting comments later. Uh, the topic was Julio Jones. Uh, luckily, Bo wasn't a part of it. So it went swimmingly. Um, I then tweeted out a question. Should the Arizona Cardinals offer a first-round pick for Julio Jones? And I said in a word, yes. Obviously, there are some downsides. There are probably more downsides than upsides at this point. Over 30 years old, has been injury-riddled over the last couple of years. Um, but I think that it's a Rodney Hudson situation where the Arizona Cardinals have to pay a tax to get him to come to Arizona, and you have to offer up a first-round pick for him. Now, Bo and I went back and forth all podcast yesterday. We're going to continue that. We're going to start the podcast now talking about it. And also, there's two polarizing names going into the 2021 season for completely different reasons. Christian Kirk, Chase Edmonds, both part of the 2018 draft. Christian Kirk has had his chances. Chase Edmonds hasn't necessarily had his chances to shine or not. Um, who is going? Who has a better chance of blowing the roof off the 2021 season statistically. Christian Kirk with no pressure on him or Chase Edmonds with all the pressure on him. We'll get to that later on in the podcast. So, Bo, let's touch base here. Uh, you've had a day to think about it. Are you still in on the trade for Julio Jones? There's an exclusive club. It's called the NFC West. And in order to get in, the toll is a first-round pick in 2022 because no other team besides the Arizona Cardinals has their first-round pick. That's because the other teams are in win-now mode. And if you want to get into that club, you want to get let in, you got to have the password in the toll. First-round pick, if that's what it's going to take to get Julio Jones, if that's what's going to secure him, sure. I think it could be a second-round pick. We're seeing, you know, Ian Rappaport reported that, uh, you know, a second-round pick could get it done. I'd appreciate the value in that. I mean, we've already seen DeAndre Hopkins, you know, they traded a second-round pick, a fourth-round pick, and David Johnson's horrible contract for that. So can you can you pull the wool over the eyes of another GM, Terry Fontenot, relatively raw in his position after coming over from the Saints? I think, number one, Julio Jones would immediately make the Arizona Cardinals a contender, wouldn't he? Is that safe to say? Yeah, absolutely. So One of the as, best things as, you've ever said. Because I think that they're in this mode where, obviously, they've added some pieces. They added J.J. Watt this offseason. They added Rodney Hudson to the offensive line. They added a couple guys that they're they're expecting to bounce back after some down years, whether it's James Conner or AJ Green. But there's nobody that's a bona fide, you know, 
option opposite DeAndre Hopkins and can be on par with his production like Julio Jones that's available. There hasn't been, you know, really all offseason long. It's still there's still the the situation with the cornerback spot, but if you just like the JJ Watt move, if you bring in Julio Jones, it sends a message to the rest of the league that this is the team that much like Tampa Bay last year where if everything's even, if you're not going to get a big payday, if you're Steven Nelson, a cornerback who just, you know, his time with the Pittsburgh Steelers was up and he's got a choice to go to the Arizona Cardinals or he's got a choice to sign with, you know, the Tennessee Titans, who's he going to pick? Who just picked up Julio Jones? Who sent the, you know, no question about it message to the league that we want to win right now and we got the horses to do it? I mean, that's it just continues that message. Yeah, and it's interesting. Bo is the... Uh, the president of two fan clubs. One is Marco Wilson, okay? And two is whoever runs DeAndre Hopkins' Instagram page. It's probably Hop, but Bo is in massive love with this. And DeAndre Hopkins is one for one, baby. I mean, he's one for one. J.J. Watt picture, J.J. Watt here, okay? If Julio Jones understands that he can make an impact in Arizona, I don't know if he has any say, but... When you look at the landscape of the NFL and where the Arizona Cardinals sit on it, nobody sees them as a threat. I talked about this yesterday. That is a very benign place, the NFL thinks, to send a star player because it's not going to come back and bite them in the ass. Now, the Cardinals are going to be more relevant quicker than Atlanta, especially if they're just cutting bait, you would think. I mean, who knows what Kyle Pitts will do if Calvin really can come in and be an RB1, who, I mean, a uh, wide receiver one. We don't know. But the Arizona Cardinals are a safe place to send players. Other teams think. And the Cardinals can definitely use that to their advantage because you're right. I mean, either what they what they have on their roster right now is going to soar or it's going to crater. I don't think there's going to be a middle ground. Either this is going to work or it's not. So why not just say, screw it, go get them? Because, yeah, that would be a very, very sexy addition to the Arizona Cardinals. Bo Brock at Bob Brock, Clancy's Corner. Me, Alex Clancy, follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Uh, let me ask, I put it out flippantly. Would Fitz hand over number 11 if he retired to Julio Jones? There's like two guys in the NFL that he would do it for. And I think Julio Jones is one of them. There is the, the video from Kyler Murray's first season. And they're playing Atlanta. And, and, Julio, and uh, Larry Fitzgerald goes over to Kyler Murray. And he's like, if you're going to watch anybody, like, watch this guy. Watch 11. He's an absolute just freak. He's an absolute freak. And Kyle was like, yeah, he is. I can't believe it. And uh, so there is this like mutual respect between Fitz and Julio Jones. Julio Jones wore eight at Alabama. Maybe they could just unretire. Was it uh, Larry Wilson who just passed away that they, they wore the eight on their uniform for? Maybe he could wear number eight mm. and Fitz could, you know, 11 could still be available for Fitz and he could come back and that's that's the question for me. Like, so say they were to pull this off, and and uh, DeAndre Hopkins is Miss Cleo. He's no Sajamas. He seems to call him out before they even happen. Um, what if you know? Is it more? Is it more enticing to Larry Fitzgerald to come back, or does it just close the door completely and barricade? You know, him coming back, it's out of the question. I mean, Miss Cleo is a deep, deep pull. I really <laughs> enjoyed that. Um, I think it'd be more enticing. Larry Fitzgerald has never played on a roster like this, ever. The 2015-2016 Bruce Arians years, it was a boring roster. Like, it was a solid roster, but it wasn't a sexy roster. Don't say it was was boring. Like this, like, Bo, 
David Johnson didn't move the needle on a national landscape until it was until 2017. Like he had his huge year, but it was David Johnson. He was a third round pick. Like I'm saying names on a piece of paper. I'm not taking anything away from the production that, that BA and those guys had on the field at all for that three year stretch. But I, I look at this roster. Yeah, I mean, I, I see this your point, is the, but you don't have to like besmirch the 2015 team. I'm not, I mean, but I'm saying that was the most recent successful team. It's over, you know, over the course of a couple of years. This is just completely different. This is bonkers. This is Mad Libs. The fact that all these guys are on the same roster and adding Julio Jones. If you look at Larry Fitzgerald, you say, "Hey, Fitz, Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray, that defense. One more, run it back one time." Yeah. And we'll give you six mil or whatever. You overpay him for him to come back. Like at this point, I'm full bore. Get Fitz back in a roster. Who gives a rip at this point? This is a this is a weird time for the Arizona Cardinals roster, and it should. It, hopefully, it'll be awesome. Like the ride's going to be incredible, regardless. Right. We're going to get you that. We're going to just do a shovel pass play out of the gates. You're going to continue your catch streak yeah. each and every game. That's going to be right. no doubt about it. We're going to let Nook. We're going to get Julio go to work. Kyler's going to probably be in contention. AJ Green? Just <laughs> AJ imagine Green. that rough. I mean, that's a fantasy football 2016. Just how do you have all those players on one team roster? And, and, but there is. I don't know. But that is pushing all. That, that is your low chip stack, and you're trying to get back in. You're on full tilt. And look, like you, you might have gotten a pocket pair, or you might have some paint on your cards, and you're going to push. And if somebody calls. There's a good chance they might have a better, you know, hand than you, but you, you, I, this is like full tilt polka right now, playing with the Arizona Cardinals. I don't know. It, it, it could be an absolute like you could double up, you could be right back in the mix, or it could just be an absolute dumpster fire. I, it, long walk home. Yeah, or it could be a long walk home. Or you're gonna pay a hefty ATM fee to buy back in. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Lancy, Bobrock, locked on Cardinals. Chase Edmonds, Christian Kirk, two names that are going to be relied upon in different ways this year. A lot of pressure on one, not a lot of pressure on the other at this point. Which one has a better chance of breaking out? Alex Lancy, Bobrock, locked on Cardinals. We'll be back, and we're going to talk. Bill Barnwell put out some interesting content that Bo's going to um, rip through for us as well. Uh, we got jam-packed the next two segments. We'll be right back. But first, it's time to talk about betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing. All the action you need to track is at BetOnline.ag. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to playoffs in hockey, in the NHL, and NBA, both of which are currently in playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code Locked On. Again, go to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And also, Built Bar. You've been talking about Built Bar for a long time, man. Built Bar was one of the OGs, one of the one of the first big time sponsors we got with Locked On. And I've eaten every flavor of Built Bar. There's nine delicious flavors. Plus, they have occasional limited time flavors that they throw in there. It's the best tasting protein bar ever, regardless of the flavor. But if you don't know what the flavors are, you're missing out. Here they are. 
coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salt, and caramel. So there's something for everybody, and they all taste good. They don't taste chalky or grizzly or like, oh, this is just another protein bar. They're all chocolate covered, and they taste good. Plus, they're not like this monstrosity to jam-pack all the protein in. They're like five or six bites. It's awesome. It's exactly what you need, okay? They, most of them have 17 or 18 grams of protein, between 130 to 180 calories, four or five grams of sugar, and four or five net carbs. So they're all tasty. They're all healthy. Order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. So go to BillBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BillBar.com. I mean, the Miss Cleo thing, like, I really enjoyed that. <laughs> you know, like, that's 11 p.m. on a Tuesday. You can't sleep. Just infomercial after infomercial. Between that and all the workout videos where you tell yourself, hey, I can do that. <laughs> and then you fall asleep and never do it. Alex Clancy, Bulbrock, Locked on Cardinals. Follow him at Bob Brack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Exciting things coming down the pike here. Um, we're going to have some good guests over the next couple months. Uh, we've built our Rolodex, obviously, with all of the Tegna 12 News Ryan Cody, Cam Cox, uh, Cheerson Sussell. Um, we're going to keep it ripping uh, this summer. Uh, we have some. Co- we have a couple pipe dream potentials that would be outstanding. Um, but yeah, keep it here, locked on Cardinals. It's going to be a fun off season. Um, and if there's anybody Chase else Edmonds- you guys want to hear from, like we are kind of uh, we're a safe place for all Cardinals talkers, all ta- Cardinals, you know, people who who either are on social media have a big following that you like to hear from. We'll definitely talk to them. If there's somebody that uh, you listen to, you watch, we'll absolutely talk to them. I mean, we uh, we want to be just a place where this team is not not celebrated, but it's where people. It's just a place where people can come and talk about their favorite team, and it's right here. It's locked on Cardinals every day. That's what we're doing, and uh, we want everybody to kind of have their voice represented, and we also want to have uh, just have some great embrace, some debate. And if somebody thinks the Julio Jones idea is dumb, we want them to tell that to our face. We'd appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, one thing that's been debated, I mean, we had Ryan Cody on, we just mentioned. He's in the Chase camp. He's ready to roll with Chase Edmonds um, as the RB1-ish, RB1A. We'll see what what James Conner brings to the table. A lot of pressure on Chase. And you and I both love him as a player, love him for the locker room. He's a great interview. Like, um, it wouldn't happen to a better guy if he had a breakout year this year. Um, do you trust that he could be an RB1? Will he blow it out of the water with the combined yardage of, of uh, catching balls and and uh, getting hand getting handoffs? Um, and then Christian Kirk seems to be the third option at this point. We'll see what happens if they make another move in the wide receiver room. Wide receiver threes are very important because mm-hmm. wide receiver threes can get sprung for big plays. And, and Christian Kirk, if that's if there's one thing that he can do very well, it's get sprung for big plays. And once he catches the ball in space, he's gone. Uh, but who has a better chance of a for a breakout season this year? Chase Edmonds, who a lot of people are going to be looking at on opposing defenses, or Christian Kirk, who may be forgotten for, by opposing defenses because of the other wide receivers in the wide receiver room? I think it's it's Chase Edmonds, and it's not even close. I mean, as far as the opportunities, the ability to get the ball in his hands, you know, even if he's if he doesn't get twenty touches a game, it's still going to be significantly higher than the amount of targets that Christian Kirk's going to receive in this passing game. It's just the opportunity is going to be there for Chase Edmonds. And I'm, I'm starting to, as in, I was in the camp with you where I really just wasn't believing in Chase Edmonds' RB1, but if you kind of 
open up your mind to what and have a different idea of what RB1 means these days. It's the guy that says his name on the primetime telecast as the starter, but he, and he's the guy that's going to probably approach 20 uh, touches a game. But it's, it's, not, it's not a given. It doesn't mean that when they're on the goal line that Chase Edmonds is going to be the guy in the backfield with Kyler Murray. I mean, you, you we've seen like fantasy football has evolved. Like there's no there's probably five is and that might even be high as far as true bell cow RB1s in the NFL these days. So, he doesn't have to be that. But if he's your primary weapon in the backfield, if he's the guy that you're, you know, as far as the the best way the best back for Cliff Kingsbury's running scheme, and that's getting out to the edges. He's the fastest to do that. He's, you don't want him, you know, opposing defenses don't want him with the ball in his hands and in space. And that would be huge for the Arizona Cardinals if that happens on a regular basis. And, you know, his ability to catch the football, we know what he can do there. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm like migrating to Chase Edmonds RB1, that camp. And I think he's, he could, yeah. he could potentially have, have, he has way more potential and opportunities than Christian Kirk, who I think, I mean, if they do make another move into wide receiver position, like there's no, why not? He's in the, he's in a contract year, flip him for yeah. a pick. I mean, yeah. No, I mean, that, that'll that change this conversation, obviously. If they were to bring in another wide receiver, they want to push him. Uh, before I answer, is he a fourth rounder? Fifth? Who, Christian Kirk? Yeah. Could they get a fourth rounder for him? I think so. I think a lot of people see the potential there. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's still young. Yeah. And he's got burner speed. Um, so, you know, it's, yeah, I get it. I mean, I, I think it's Chase also just because, you know, he's going to get the opportunities. Um, and you have Rondell Moore now. I mean, yeah, that's true. There's yeah. a, I mean, you would hope the Rondell Moore is, is going to be a bigger impact maker than their last, you know, I, let's not, let's not poo poo what Kirk has done. I think Kirk has been good since coming out of Texas A&M. He had He's to been start, fine. He had to start his career with Josh Rosen as his quarterback. That 2018 mm-hmm. season, it was just brutal. And then for him to have, he had a decent season the next year. He, he improved. And then last year was just kind of, he popped and then he went away. Like the consistency is the big thing for Christian Kirk. And if he can't show it, you know, why not get a fourth or fifth round pick for him before he goes out and he has to sign a free agent deal somewhere else next offseason? Yeah, sure. And maybe give him a better opportunity to perform elsewhere. I mean, it just, when I haven't seen something work yet, I'm hesitant to say that that's the one. And I haven't seen, like, Christian Kirk had a great four game stretch last year. And Chase Edmonds has shown flashes of RB1. I mean, we've seen it multiple times. Like, it's not just the game in Green Bay, his rookie year. It's not just, you know, um, the the New York game two years ago. I mean, he's shown that he's an NFL running back. You know, he's not just a Chris Thompson. And that's kind of a thing that, that, that I've uh, described it as. Like, he could have more of a Chris Thompson role if... James Conner can stay healthy and touch the ball 20 times out of the backfield. Chances are it's probably not going to happen, but you're the best stat that you've that we continuously talk about is over 150 yards, 10 and 2. Yeah. On the ground. So yeah. I just don't could because we haven't yet seen a, a line from Chase where it's 18 touches, 18 carries for 105 yards and a touchdown. It's just not a line that we see. 
So you can't be, an, I guess, if you want to say, if he gets 18 touches a game, whether it be, you know, four or five catches and 13 carries for 100-plus all-purpose yards, if that's what an RB1 looks like in this day and age as NFL, fine. I could buy into that. But he's going to get the opportunities. And the thing is, though, just like this whole roster in and of itself, there's no safety net. There is zero safety net for if it doesn't work. And that's the problem. He's not going to be a third, a three-down back. We know that. Right. But, I mean, if, if it doesn't work, there is zero safety net from the running back room yeah. that you can trust right now. We saw one game last year where Chase Edmonds was the lead back. He had 25 carries for 70 yards, and that's not going to get it done. I mean, that was against a tough Miami Dolphins defense. That was in a shootout. But, you know, as far as do we remember that game, you know, where the Arizona Cardinals needed, uh, could could it have benefited for them to be able to just hand the ball off and get chunk yardage and, and put them in, in more manageable positions? Absolutely. Maybe even churn some clock at some point. You know, the Arizona Cardinals, would he needs to show that he can evolve to become that guy. Uh, like I said, it's going to look a little different. It's not going to be your traditional, like, you know, here, here's the ball, get three yards, get three yards. You do have the ability, who, in a guy who's had 4.8 yards per carry under Cliff Kingsbury, you know, he could have some big boom on him. But there is going to be some games where you're going to be frustrated, where it's not going to look it's not going to look good. The Arizona Cardinals are going to have to overcome that because they can't have a lot of down games. We know what their schedule looks like this year. And uh, 25 for 70, that's under three yards per carry. Uh, I mean, he got he had 28 touches that game. He had three catches for 18 yards and, and 70 yards on the ground. The, you're looking for more of a game like he had against the Eagles, 11 carries for 47 yards, and he had a catch, three catches for 19 yards and a touchdown. I mean, if that's your you know typical game for Chase Edmonds next year, I think you take that. But and then you have James Conner spell him for maybe 30, 40 yards. I think that's enough. Plus yeah, Kyler I mean, Murray you happens. just need it out of the room itself, plus Kyler. Yeah. I mean, but the goal is to have Kyler Murray run less. That's the whole thing. Like, yes, having it there. Maybe it's not. Maybe I'm completely wrong. I don't know. Maybe that's going to be a part of the offense where it's like, you know what? He's 5'11". He's 200 pounds. If he get like, if he gets hit hard, he's going to get hit hard. I mean, any any quarterback can get hit hard regardless of, of size. But, I mean, in a, in a perfect world, wouldn't you rather have the running backs be the running backs and have him be able to throw the ball and run circumstantially instead of just have plays break down so much that he has to run? No, I, Yeah, I mean, I just think that Kyler Murray, the game plan isn't, hey, have him run less. It's just keep let him run in the, the situations where it's the, the best opportunity to do so and the least where he can take any kind of punishment. Like, you don't... He was when he was running more. Obviously, it was working out for the Arizona Cardinals. Like he had open rush lanes. He was lethal in the red zone. Christian Kirk was a weapon in the red zone when that was a threat because he could just do the little touch pass to Christian Kirk, and then he was finding space. Like it opens up this offense. Like Christian Kirk, Kyler Murray, Chase Edmonds, all on the field at the same time. It should give like defensive coordinators waking up in a cold sweat. Like it. That absolutely should happen, but it wasn't at the end of last season. Uh, and it, it might have had to do with Kyler being hesitant to run and the team wanting to preserve the quarterback just in case they sneaked into the postseason. I don't know. But they have to get back to where they were in the first half of last season, and that's with the immediate threat of Kyler Murray running the football at any time. And then also having a home run threat like Chase Edmonds is, is key and getting back to the success that they had in the red zone. I don't it's 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 not that complicated but for some reason it's becomes a, a huge 
huge issue. Yeah, I mean, when it comes down to all of this, the offense needs to be the strength, and we've talked about this a lot. The offense yeah. needs to lead this team. What if not? What the hell are we doing here? Like the stat that, that blew me away that made me want to throw up the most last year. I don't remember the exact numbers, but I know that this statement is correct. Devontae Adams had more red zone catches than DeAndre Hopkins had targets. And the fact that DeAndre Hopkins is completely just removed from the offense inside the 10-yard line blows me away. When you when you saw how Deshaun Watson utilized him in Houston, it was him. We're gonna, if you're triple teamed, I don't care. We're throwing the ball to Newt. We're, we're throwing the ball to DeAndre Hopkins. And A.J. Green, 6'4". DeAndre Hopkins is a tall six feet. <laughs> um you have two of the best red zone threats over the last decade in this offense. You don't need to be looking for anybody else in the red zone unless if you're running the ball, in my opinion. Alex Lancey, Bob Rock, Locked On Cardinals. Coming up next, Bill Barnwell has spoken. Bo's going to break it down. We'll talk about that next right here at Locked On Cardinals. But first, it's time to talk about our friends at Rock Auto. It's a family-owned website. It's been around for 20 years, rockauto.com. You can do it from the comfort of your home. You can search for tail lamps. You can search for carpet, for paint, whatever you need for your car, whether it be your daily driver or your weekend, you know, just drive around town car. RockAuto.com makes it easy for you. You don't have to go to a chain storefront. You don't have to look bewildered and awkward walking into a store like, I don't know where the hell anything is. RockAuto.com's got you covered. Get in your pajamas. Go to RockAuto.com. It's not difficult. You can search whatever you need for your car or truck. The prices are reliably low. In fact, they're the same as for manufacturers and do-it-yourselfers like us. Same price. Go to rockauto.com. It's so easy. You don't have to leave the comfort of your home. Go to rockauto.com right now. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Final segment, follow him at Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked on AC Cards. Thank you to everybody who listens. Um, stick with us with Apple Podcasts. If you're watching this or listening and you get your podcast somewhere else and you have a buddy or lady f- friend that has Apple Podcasts is where they get it from us, tell them to get it somewhere else because we do it every day. We want you to get you the content that you want. Uh, Apple Podcasts is just taking a huge excrement over the last month for us. So um, let's play yeah. telephone, play telephone with your friend. You tell one friend, they'll yeah. tell two and then it's right. so on and so forth. Telephone usually gets <laughs> ruined. It, when I was in third grade, I was terrible at telephone. Right. Next thing you know, gonna, the most- somebody's going to be telling somebody else to listen to Peacock and Williamson. And this, we're not yeah. going to get anybody listening to us on Apple podcast. That's true. That'd be a sad day. Uh, Bill Barnwell, one of the smartest football minds on the planet has spoken about the Arizona Cardinals, Bo. It's very interesting for those that are questioning the cornerback room of the Arizona Cardinals. Bo, what did Bill Barnwell say? Barnwell always is like, he's kind of an enemy of the Red Sea. He, he never says anything like really, it's always like these backhanded compliments to the Arizona Cardinals. He's never been in their corner. Uh, he, recently, he, he was trying to predict some June 1st moves, and Barnwell tries to like, he's outside of like the box as far as you know, the big headline moves, so he tries to find like the, the under-the-radar moves that teams could do in the next couple weeks. And he predicted, and this one I think would be a slam dunk for all Cardinals fans, is that they would sign the former Pittsburgh Steelers cornerback Steven Nelson to a deal. Uh, one year, $4.5 million. Obviously, Nelson was a uh, casualty of the Steelers' uh, salary cap. Um, 
He struggled last year. I don't think anybody would deny that. He was solid in his first season for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but the Arizona Cardinals just adding depth to that cornerback room. I mean, regardless of what you want to do with Steven Nelson, like if you still want to roll with Malcolm Butler as your CB1, and if Robert Alford for miraculously can stay healthy and be your CB2, then fine. You just have Nelson as depth, and then your other two corners are the rookies. I mean, you'll take that plus Byron Murphy. Byron Murphy is going to be probably your your inside guy. So, it, I I think any if they add anybody to that cornerback room, people are going to golf clap it. No doubt about it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's he he played with the Steelers. The Steelers were a good defense. You know, I mean that's and he's not thirty, which is fantastic. Right. I mean, there's little things like just getting getting bodies in the cornerback room that you trust that has a good pedigree that have good pedigrees. That's all you can ask for right now. Right. That's and, it. And guys, so it'd be a home run. I mean, we've seen Steven Nelson when he's motivated, when he was, he was, you know, his tenure was done with the chiefs. He goes to Pittsburgh. He plays great football. He gets comfortable. He gets a, maybe a little bit of a bigger head and then he stinks again. He's yeah. going to be motivated. You sign him on a one year, $4.5 million deal. The, the Steelers basically said, we don't want you. He's going to be motivated. You know, you want motivated guys in those locker rooms, in that locker room to mix with the guys that are going to be your leaders. Uh, it's it, it seems like it's a pretty good recipe for success for the Arizona Cardinals. Who are? Can I just say this real quick, and maybe we'll get into it a little bit tomorrow. It's sure. kind of a paradox. Like the Cardinals are, it's like Kyler Murray, sixth highest favorite to be the MVP. NFL.com has them as a top 10 offense, fringe top 10 defense. We have all these, like, they're, everybody's like in love with the Arizona Cardinals. And then when it comes down to making the prediction, like you'd be hard pressed to find them higher than well, yeah, third I mean, in the division. We saw this last off season too, where these are all the pundits where it's like, you know what? Let's take our home run shots. The list that the Cardinals make this time of year, it started last year when Kyler Murray kind of came into his own towards the end of the 2019 season was teams that could make a push for the playoffs. Teams that could surprise some people. Teams that take the biggest leap from 2020 to 2021. They're BS lists. They are. That's just that's just ammo for somebody in in the NFL, you know, national media saying, told you. Yep. And then if they're wrong, it doesn't matter because they're dart throws anyways. You're right. That, that's, that's a very good point. The real lists come out late July, August, power rankings, things like that, like real projected uh, win-loss records, that's what you need to pay attention to. The rest is just fodder, which we love. We'll talk about it all day, but it's just Julio Jones fodder. It's the same thing. Same thing. Alex Clancy, Bell Brock, Locked on Cardinals. We'll talk to you tomorrow.